You're listening to Playback, a Variety iHeartRadio podcast. I'm your host, Variety Awards editor Chris Tapley. This week we're live from the Telluride Film Festival with Oscar and Emmy-winning screen legend Nicole Kidman. She has two films at the fest, Boy Erased and Destroyer. We discuss her very different work in those films and a whole lot more. So sit tight. This is Playback. Or a hotel room that's yeah. a bit. Well, just just to dumb. stay here too. I mean, need a refill. I just turned the coffee off. I'm good. You're good. Yes, I'm actually buzzed. <laughs> Are you wired? Yeah, a little bit wired. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of sleep, partly because of the altitude and just sort of stimulated. Has it gotten to you much at all? The altitude. Um, I feel it a bit. I'm not quite sure what the altitude does to you. So well, it makes I drinking feel... a lot cheaper, right? You know, <laughs> yes. you just one glass of wine and you're done. And then and you, you get less breath, sleep, and then stuff, you got yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, then I've got a little of all of that. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me do this. Of course, thank you. Well, we are recording, and. Thankfully, I don't think this room's too echoey. I was actually a little worried about that, but we're good. Are you? We're good. I'm here with Nicole Kidman, the star of Boy Erased and Destroyer. We're here at the Telluride Film Festival. Thank you for coming on the show, Nicole. Thank you. First and foremost, I, I would like to warn everyone, as they may have noticed last year as well, I have my annual sinus headache here, <laughs> so my voice is a little deeper than usual. But I'm not mm. contagious or anything, so. Don't be scared. Oh, good. I'd be willing to catch it. <laughs> uh, how do you like it here? This is your first trip to the festival? Yeah, I'm in love. I love it here. I want to come back and just uh, see movies, and that's all. So maybe next year or the year after, I'll get to do that. But yeah, it's just, it's a very different festival. Yeah. Have you been to the town at all, or just not at all? I got married here. Oh, you did? Um, not the marriage that I'm in now. Yeah. My first marriage. Yeah. Um, so I have a relationship with the town from decades ago. Um, and so, and, and a good memory of that. And, um, and so I haven't really been back. Um, and so now coming back, I've gone, oh, wow. And we're in a house, my friend's own, um, right now. Beautiful house. Yeah. I love it. That they offered up when they, when they heard I was coming here, they said, I'll stay. Tell them to to offer it up to me next year. I'll be happy (laughs) to stay here. (laughs) Uh, yeah, like I said, you have two films at the festival, and I want to start with Destroyer, directed mm. by Karen Kusama. Kusama? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's unlike anything I feel you've done in your entire career. It's, 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 it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's bold, it's dangerous even, you know, it's, uh, what it leads me to ask is how important is it to you at this stage in your career to explore, you know, corners you haven't explored before, basically? Um, it's... It's what I'm seeking, you know. I'm trying always to um, burrow into places that um, I haven't been, and I think a lot of times as an actor, that's really hard because your directors see you a particular way, mm-hmm. you know, your physicality um, and your so-called persona can really limit you, and um, and so. I mean, a lot of my um, the the chances that I get given are because I've either met directors previously or years prior, and have built relationships with them. And slowly, you know, something gets forged, and then you get given a chance. 
And yeah. she basically gave me the chance to, to do this. But I had to kind of say to her... I, I mean, she didn't send me the script. Um, I read it because I was given it and I went, wow. I, I cried reading it. And, um, and then I kind of reached out and said, would she be interested? And it was written a little younger. Um, she kind of wrestled with the idea of how to um, make her older and... Uh, and then she, then it sort of came came my way. Yeah, how was she? But, it, but I had to, you know, reach out to her. Yeah, and hope that she would believe that yeah. I could. I mean, I kind of didn't believe that I could do it myself, which I didn't let on. <laughs> but um, yeah, be confident. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just fake it. Um, but then, kind of, once I started to delve into it, I was like, no, this sits deep in some part of my psyche that. Um, kind of you don't even want to admit is there, mm-hmm. you know. When you, you say you read the script and you're very emotional, what what was in the character that that like excited you that you wanted to explore as an actress? I think the um, the idea of someone that that cannot um, feel or say um, I love you, or I've played a lot of women that don't have trouble saying that, that maybe say it too much or give too much or love too much or, you know, particularly something like Celeste or something where it's the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And this is a woman who's so shut down and damaged and has such um, shields and has built up such barriers that the idea of even being touched is is really... um, it's she she doesn't want it you know and doesn't and can't ever so to even say the word love is not something erin utters let alone you know the she doesn't even she grapples with the feeling of it even she doesn't even know that she has it in her to feel that and that is really interesting to me and devastating and then the relationship with the daughter and still wanting to you know there's all of that um uh, ache and pain in there because even when I've conceived her and when I discover that I'm pregnant, I'm high. Yeah. I'm doing coke, yeah. you know, and that's right there, the beginning yeah. of terrible shame. Yeah. And pain and, um, and let's kind of actually lay out just uh, the context here. You're playing a, an undercover plea. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm like, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I didn't think to do it either. I talk it's, as though <laughs> everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're playing a police detective who's undercover yeah. with, uh, what, uh, just a, a bad bunch of folks led by uh, Toby Kebbell. Who, yeah, she, she, I sign up for something. I, I go in undercover um, and want to go in and and go in with another uh, with a partner who I then um, build a relationship with, um, and it all gets very messy and very complicated. All of these are grabbed. You grab the history through the film. Yeah. Um, so they're grabbed moments. There's no, um, you know, you you don't get big scenes and you don't get big exploration of all of this. Um, demise and yeah. the things that have happened which i love yeah. because they're sort of even um her abuse when she's a child you get in two sentences yeah. at the end of the film yeah um but those things as an actor all go in um and build the 
the the the layers, you know, and the and the 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 personality of of who I am. So yeah. How did you like uh, collaborating with Karen, and how was she different than other directors you've worked with? She's very deep, and she's very um, thoughtful, and very uh, she minds everything. Yet she's muscular. Um, so when she's shooting her action sequences and this, obviously there was limited money. So, um, where it's scrappy, which is kind of works for, mm-hmm. um, for us. I mean, would we have loved, you know, 20 more days to make the film? Sure. But you get what you get, right. Yeah. And you just kind of get in there and you go, okay, let's go. Sometimes that's good for the creativity though. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. The limitations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I certainly saw that when I worked with, um, even Jane Campion early on and and she was, I remember in Portrait of a Lady, we had all these great ideas. If we're going to go here and we're going to go there and then it ended up being a black and white sort of montage of um, flickering film and it's all like where the character is meant to have gone all around the world. Mm-hmm. And But it was fabulous, yeah. better than actually going all around the world. Yeah. So I think once you um, allow limitations to be the thing that, sets you free you go okay and yeah. i so i saw that and i saw that even with kubrick where yeah. he would he had far more money to make his films but you know as soon as he'd lose a location he'd be like he'd shrug and move on yeah he never would be sort of held over a barrel and paying huge amounts to keep that location or anything he'd be like no screw it move on i'll find another way to do it that's the game yeah yeah so i love that and i want to support that as an actor what kind of research did you do i mean did you meet with Detectives, did you, you know, yeah. kind yeah. of, I don't know if you went out on, were inspired um, by anyone, kind of based on anyone of, or anything? But. I've been in a lot of places in my life where I've seen a lot of things, um, experienced a lot of things. So that's good. Um, but I also then trained um, because the thing I hadn't experienced was um, guns so much. So I, um, I went into kind of pretty rigorous training and I can now can handle shoot yourself. My, yeah <laughs> well I it is it, I I find it not good when I watch something and I'm like you're meant to have been that gun is meant to have been a part of your body pretty much most of your life mm-hmm. you, you don't look like it is yeah so that was very important to me that I put that time in and I kind of became obsessed and then I was in there training and training I had a fantastic um, group of people that trained me up and one guy in particular Daryl who just I then insisted on having on the set with me I became very close to him and I just it just had to be like I knew exactly what I was doing and I started you know fire I mean every gun that I use or touch in there in the film that and you know others I became very good at using because I had to I had to feel that I could do that very cool I didn't want to fake that you can't look like just like a prop, like you're just. You um, know, no, yeah. and the, and it's hard. I mean, yeah. it's it is actually really hard, particularly when your hands are um, like I don't have really strong hands. I had to like create hands that could mm-hmm. reload and move fast, and um, because of all of that, and also there's a really and it was fascinating for me the way um, um, people that are detectives or police officers or um, cop, anyone undercover, they watch a room, where they sit in a room, how they view a door, um, how they're always looking, how they know pretty much every person in that room. Those things are fantastic. Yeah. For That's just great 
to learn and that goes in. And so yeah. I sort of was a sponge with that. But, yeah, you don't ever sit with your back to the door. You know exactly where the exits are. You don't Head sit with your swivel. back to yeah. any kitchen door even or a bathroom or because everything you're aware of every single person and what they're doing. And I would never have known that. You know? Interesting. So I learnt all that. You're- I'm now totally aware of... No, I'm joking. <laughs> that door oh, there man. and what you're doing. <laughs> you're sitting with your back to the door. <laughs> Notice I'm not. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. Buffalo paint. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're also in Boyer Race, uh, Joel Edgerton's film. Totally different. A totally different film. Yes. Totally different character. Uh, this is a true story about a young homosexual man forced into conversion yeah. therapy. Yeah. Uh, Joel has populated it with Australians playing southern <laughs> southern folks. Yeah, but I, I live in Nashville, so... <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, come on, you, you, I get you're, it. You're, Don't you're, I get a free pass? You're part of the team. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina, so... Uh, you're playing his mother, and I, I assume you met the family and everything, yeah. so I, I would yeah. love to know about that experience and how that informed performance as well. Yeah, I just... Um, I spent time with her, and I look like her in the film, and um, she's... And, you know, there's a big thing when someone lets you play them yeah. and they're alive <laughs> and you're interpreting their life or a moment or time in their life and the relationships they with, they have with their family. That's um, so trusting of somebody. So, yeah, she was very, but she was so kind to me and um, made me the most beautiful jacket and gave me, gave me things. They, the whole family was very, very open and, and I think, they wanted this story told for reasons that are obvious. Yeah. Um, but but it was, and I said this um, before I introduced the film actually the other night, I said there's certain films that you go, I want to do that destroyer I wanted to do, um, even though when I was in it I was like, why the hell did I choose to do this? Um, but now I'm glad I did it. Um, this was not a, this isn't a want, this was just I have to do this. This is, thank you, Joel, you've offered me the role. Absolutely, this mm-hmm. story has to be told and what do you need me to do and where do you need me to show up yeah. and let's go. What was the most, I don't know, like surprising part of this process of meeting that family, of meeting her, of working on this movie that's obviously such an emotional story and, uh, you know, just what 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 caught you off guard? Um, I think the way the family has stayed together. Mm-hmm. And the way, because a lot of times they don't. Yeah. Um, and this didn't catch me off guard, but what I think I was drawn to is that the mother through the whole film is the bridge. She's, even though at the beginning, and, and the confusion, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of going, what do I do now? Because my whole life, my husband is a pastor, this is our life and now what do I do I've been given this um I I have to take my child now somewhere and they're telling me that this is the right thing to do so it must be the right thing to do I'm not going to question it I'm just gonna hopefully something will happen at this place and he'll come out and everything will be fine again Mm -hmm. you know and that is I mean, me as Nicole, I'd be asking so many questions. You know, I, it would be different for me. So I had to then jump into that place and go, okay, this is what what she's doing. And then her remorse at that, 
you know, going, how could I have done that for you, to to you? And 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 his, as a son, Garrett is just so um, loving to both his parents, and I love that in the film when he's like, you know, being told to be angry at his father, and he's mm-hmm. like, it makes me cry. I'm not angry at my father. I'm not angry. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm me and I'm going to be me. And I find that just, I, I, I just, it touches me. Yeah. And her love for her son and yet her love for God and just her sort of simplicity with it all. She goes, no, this is what I, this is going to be the way I live my life. And no one's taking my child from me. Yes. And, and, and she goes in there and the line is now, shame on you, shame on me. Yeah. Um, that was, you know, so important to have for me to be able to say shame on me as yeah, well, yeah. you know. Uh, and he's here as well, right? He's here. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about Lucas Hedges a little bit. Um, and Lucas is divine in it. Isn't he? And he's oh. just a great actor. He, he, oh. Both he and his father actually went to my alma mater, my art school. Um, really? Yeah. So uh, I don't know his father, but, um, I've heard stories through mm-hmm. Lucas and I got very close to Lucas um, but yeah, he's so delicate mm-hmm. as an actor mm-hmm. and internal and, um, boy, man, which is really hard. It just yeah. is. It's not something you can act. It's yeah. just what it is. So he's right in that place of boy, man. <laughs> he is. He's yeah. got a lot of movies this year too. And he's got three movies this year. Right. So he's very prolific already. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe you're in the midst of a spectacular run right now. Um, you know, not that, not that you were out having anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you just, just right now, right now, <laughs> lately, I just think you've been crushing it. And, you know, Emmy for Big Little Lies, Oscar nomination with Lion, uh, collaborations with very exciting filmmakers like Park Chan-wook and, mm. and Yorgos Lanthimos. And, uh, Who I just saw the favorite, which yeah. is like, God, oh, spellbinding. And Herzog as well, who's obviously yeah. a, reg- a regular here. Yeah. I think he just celebrated his birthday, or usually does around now. Yeah. Uh, what's just the overall drive for you right now? Like, what do you want, what are you eager to do that you haven't been able to do, maybe? I just keep exploring. Yeah. I mean, I'm on a journey, and and just artistically to be given the chance to, I've just, you know, the fire within me is still there, and the curiosity and the desire to keep exploring what, all of this is mm-hmm. in this strange dream that we're all on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, f- I really do feel um, that I've been given chances, you know. It's just, it's opportunities that um, my mum would say to me, take opportunities, you know, don't... And it was a great thing about five years ago. She just went, just grab opportunities because you could easily just sit at home now but really get out there and, and do something, do some things. You won't regret it. And I'm so glad she said that because mm. I was kind of, I could have gone into a slightly complacent place and I think been very frustrated with myself, Yeah. you know. And so kind of, and it's not always easy, particularly as a mother and as a woman and as a wife and all these other things to kind of ask your family to be on this artistic path and my husband has his own artistic path as well and my children have their own paths so kind of trying to find the balance with all of that is is hard but at the same time life is hard Mm -hmm. right yeah and anything that I go 
all right, well, I can buckle down and do this. But I get to work with the greatest minds. I have access to these, um, to these, these minds that are, they have different philosophies, they have different ideas, they're mining territory that um, sometimes is uncharted. And if I can, you know, be on that train, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm still in that slightly wow place of going, oh, yes, yes. How about I say a, yes. Yeah. How about as a filmmaker? Because <laughs> like it's a, easy to say no. Yeah, sure. It, it is. It's and it's safer to say yeah. no. And it's safer to go. Oh, I think I'll just. Mm, I'm gonna go in, and I'm gonna become a bit more isolated, and I'm not gonna reach out. Particularly when you've achieved certain things, it's kind of harder to keep going. No, I'm gonna get out on that high wire and mm-hmm. try it again, and maybe I'll fall off. But do you like to be a little scared like that? A little. I like to be um, explore. I no, I don't like the feeling of the fear. No, okay. I would like that to go, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'm willing to navigate it. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to feel it. How about as a filmmaker on the other <laughs> side of the camera, as a producer, like Blossom Films? What, what, yeah. what kind of productions are you interested in putting out into the world? Um, just you know. Just still um committed to complex stories yeah. and not wanting to um homogenize the story or the person or the people um wanting to give filmmakers and screenwriters who don't necessarily always get given you know aren't first on the list yeah. give them a chance um get behind them and believe because that's what happened to me mm-hmm. um and um fight hard Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. kind of like that because people have fought hard for me and been on my side and had my back, and um, I like to give that offer that up too. Yeah. And I have, um, you know, I've built some really, really strong relationships with um, with people, and I like to honour those. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me, um, and it is personal. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people say it's a business. I do not see it as a business. It's your life. Well, also, yes, there's money involved and there's responsibility with that, but the responsibility is showing up and doing your best and not being late and not mm. squandering it and all of those things. And, um, But at the same time, it's risk-taking and it's also um, going, no, this is still um, artistic. Mm-hmm. And once it gets into that whole, and it is, if if you're going to do something to me, um, and it hurts me, I'll that I'm going to show you that it hurt, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. that it does hurt. I'm not going to always pretend that it doesn't, right. and yet still, you know, move forward. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, speaking a moment ago, Big Little Lies just wrapped the new season of that. Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep got in on the fun this time. She did. <laughs> and some other people. And some other folks. <laughs> uh, but I'm just curious if it felt weird at all to go into a new season of uh, uh, you know, a, a source material that obviously had closure. Mm. And I, I know the writer came in and, and mm. developed further. But did that feel strange at all that you'd be doing it again? Um, it felt scary and then it felt... Um, comforting yeah um well i think you know the 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 women and there's there was reese and i but there's also um laura and zoe and shay um and now meryl but there was stories their stories hadn't been mined Mm -hmm. and in this second season we get to give them 
far more time and explore deeply, um, particularly, say, Zoe. And um, and then, um, well, I don't, I don't want to give things away, but we definitely um, go I in and... Hey, yeah, yeah, I was about to. <laughs> but I, it just warranted it. And yeah. um, maybe it didn't warrant it in terms of the closure of it being so well-constructed as a thriller and how it worked with the murder at the end and not murder push. Um, (laughs) um, But how that happened, you know, that, that sort of played out beautifully, Mm -hmm. but the idea of just abandoning these women and not um, exploring them further kind of felt like shortchanging them. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully, hopefully it will be entertaining. It won't be for lack of trying. And it was also, um, you know, it was a it was much harder this time round, which is which was good in a way because we had to get in there, we had to dig in, and we yeah. had to really bond. And I think, as um, as we did, and there were six of us this time, it became we became unbelievably close mm-hmm. to the point that when we were all whipped apart at the end, it was really like. I mean, I was like, gosh, are you feeling this? And we we're all like calling and texting and, and emailing going, I'm feeling this. This is like, I miss you. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means we something was working. months and months and months together. And yeah. we spend our off time and our on time together. So it's not like we're all just going back to our lives, even though we do that a bit. We would also just go. And we were all so um, in yeah. with the ideas and trying to rewrite and help and, and give because we care. Yeah. I guess without giving anything away, like where, like what direction is your character heading in on, on, on this season? Like what <laughs> what can you say? Because obviously um, she, you know, very dramatic happenings in the first. So. Um, I think she's, you know, it's, when you are in an abusive relationship that's so complicated, that coming out of that because he is not alive anymore does not mean you're healed. Yeah, would be how I would say um, Celeste is. Um, I think that will. That's you know that's the truth of it. I think that's and there a lot. should be truth yeah. to that because to pretend that she's a warrior and it's all um healed now and off she goes would have been very false yeah and i love jean-marc valet i I interviewed him here when he had wild here and uh, yeah i love the way he makes movies yeah it's such a an unusual he's just uh, in there shooting and and andrea is very similar Mm -hmm. stylistically yeah obviously she's coming at it from the female gaze so you have this whole different perspective but in terms of their um, filmmaking styles and the way in which they shoot, very, very similar. And he was very supportive. He's an executive producer yeah. on it, so he was like, yeah, go for it. Very and then he to was tired, yeah. you know, so he was like, and we certainly wanted him to do the second season. He was like, I'm just too tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then it was like, okay, well, then how do we still um, honor you and move forward and. Um, he was like, you move forward and let's find somebody. And along came beautiful Andrea. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Uh, something completely different now. Uh, yeah. Just, you've got a role you, in the DC universe with Aquaman. What's it like? Yeah, you've got that going for you. What, what's, what's that like being a part of like this massive, you know, 
kind of corporate. I'm not allowed to talk about it. You can't the say DC, a single thing. They put, they, no. I mean, well, they sort of muzzle you, right? Yeah, and, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm muzzled. Um, <laughs> I've got that um, I play Queen Atlanta, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be in that because um, I'm... I birth a superhero. <laughs> Very different, I'm sure, than the last down. time you were in a superhero huh? film. Very different than the last time I you were in a superhero didn't. film. Yes. I'm no, sure. I get to be, um, yeah, I get to to have have Jason, mm-hmm. right, as yeah. my son. There you go. He's huge. It was a very <laughs> painful birth. <laughs> Uh, I could play the career game with you a lot, but there are two things I wanted to touch on. Uh, 15 years since Dogville, which I think is one of the best films of the decade, of that decade. And, uh, you know, any shot at you and Lars working together again? We stay in touch. I stay in touch with Lars. Um, Lars has circled me at times and, um, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd actually go back into Lars' world. It would have to be the right um, script. I mean, that was such a, unusual time for me i went over to trollhart and we shot in sweden in trollhart and it was dark most of the time there was snow everywhere and we're on a sound stage with no sets and i was in heaven (laughs) (laughs) and then he was so difficult um and compelling and pushed the boundaries and everything that i love you know it's an amazing film I yeah, I'm so glad work. you say that. Not, yeah. Very few people bring that film up. Really? But I'm so wow. glad I made it. I made it. I was, I, re- I remember I got nominated for Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. and I was over in Trollhart and I thought, my career is so schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, really, right? But it is. But I love, um, I mean, literally when I did Big Little Lies and then um, when all of the the accolades were happening for Big Little Lights, which was amazing. I was actually shooting Destroyer. So I was going, and I love that because it keeps it so real. Like one minute you're doing, you're going to these these um, awards and these shows, and then the, you, the next day you're, you're on the set going, I am down here, we have so little money, and I look like hell, and <laughs> I'm mining this place in my in my life that's just so um painful and unbearable at times so for some reason the flip of that is important to me yeah i and i did it on um i remember with the hours coming straight from the academy awards back to the set of birth oh, wow yeah <laughs> and i was like god I and i literally was movies, so shy and embarrassed to have um kind of come from there because i was just so in awe of of jonathan glazier and i just wanted to but you know you go to the awards and then you come back and you go but i got to do the work yeah and it's i really think that's important though yeah having the work going straight back mm-hmm. because the idea of getting caught up in all of that is very dangerous yeah absolutely artistically i wish glazer would make more movies i know <laughs> he had a film here a few years ago he had under the skin here i think great film yeah great film he has another film i think oh does he's he? trying to yeah oh good yeah but he doesn't make enough no well you know he's a but very he challenging filmmaker yeah so. and he champions a lot of um filmmakers like garth davis mm-hmm. um I remember when he asked Jonathan whether whether he should cast me in Lion, and Jonathan was really nice to support the casting decision. <laughs> he had to ask. He asked. <laughs> uh, you touched but on. But Garth also went to bat for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
you touched on uh, this earlier in the chat. I, I would love to talk about it just because I think he's the greatest filmmaker that ever lived, uh, working with Stanley Kubrick on mm. Eyes Wide Shut uh, you know, almost 20 years ago on that one. Um, God, really? Right? Does it feel like that at all? No. Yeah. I don't want to feel like it was 20 <laughs> years ago. Bummer. You look the same as you did then. Uh, not really, but it does feel, doesn't feel that long. Isn't that funny, the way time plays? I'm so, sure you get asked about that a lot in working with him. And but, I love to talk about it because yeah. it keeps him Keeps him alive. alive. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. tell me. I mean, what, what, when you think of Stanley, what do you think about? Well, ask me some. Um, what do I think about? Yeah. I think um, mischievous <laughs> and provocative. And he would um, teach me. Um, and he was very kind to me. I love the mischievous thing because it's like people would watch his films and maybe not think that, right? Like you wouldn't think that there's Deeply a – except for maybe Strange Love, but like, yeah. Yeah. And um, and he would um, challenge and, and was very, um, you know, uh, reclusive. But then when he attached, he attached to you and he was very – and so partly the reason for shooting – such a long time I think is that he was attached and didn't want it to end and mm-hmm. loved it took him a long time to get there but as soon as he started then he didn't want to finish mm-hmm. you know how did he unlock and I'm that personality I get very attached yeah so I was very attached to him how would he unlock a performance that is different than other directors might approach it um because you'd shoot I remember shooting um and he shoot it on a little video sometimes the rehearsal and he'd go fantastic brilliant brilliant (laughs) and then he would go and sleep on it and he'd come in the next day and you'd be like oh that's fantastic now we'll just shoot that scene and because we got it we're we're, we're off and really he'd go terrible (laughs) abs i watched it back it's terrible you were terrible (laughs) and i'd be like gutted um but I sort of loved the tough love of it because it was like, okay. And I remember him saying, we're not making a Cassavetes movie here, Nicole. So <laughs> cut that crap. And um, and he was just always, um, and that's what I mean by the provocative, you know. Yeah. He was like, one minute. But so you'd go away thinking you got it and then you'd come back and you'd be back doing it again. Mm-hmm. And what that did was it sort of um, broke you down in a way, which I Enjoy. I mm. mean, I'm so willing to try and go for things, and I'm just so artistically um, committed mm. when I'm working with a director. So I'm just like, okay, what do we need to do? So I was the perfect combination with him in that regard. Yeah. That I would never fight him. I mean, I would fight him because I am willful. Um, <laughs> it's part of the process. Yeah, though, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Which he sort of liked. Yeah. So I'd be like, it was Stanley, you know, no. <laughs> and I was younger and a bit more petulant, I suppose. Um, but uh, but he sort of loved that. And then I would bow down. So, you know, but that's that's the nature of it. And that's, that's what I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, and he changed my life. Totally changed my life on so many things. Do you watch your films? Do you go back and look at stuff? And do you ever look at that one? Um, I've looked at parts of it. I, I Sometimes I go back, but no, I should probably go back more. And I there's times when I can't, I don't watch things. And I think the process is, is so, um, it's so much a 
I just that's what I enjoy. That's so, the thing, yeah. Yeah, but I also understand, and particularly as a producer, and I look at things and I go, oh, I know that would be better to do this or change that. But to have that approach is is wrong because the director has it. It's their it's their vision. Mm-hmm. I'm there f- to facilitate and to help. Um, but I'm not there to control, and I'm not, I'm only there to contribute. Yeah. So yeah, I'll watch, but it's um. Sometimes I'll look back and I go, "Gosh, I should have been, I should have enjoyed that. That that was fantastic." Or I'll be like, "Oh my god, that's, I'm cringing right now. I can't believe people like that." <laughs> so I have a weird um, scale of what examples. I think is is good or bad. You yeah. know. I won't ask you for example. <laughs> the last thing I want to ask you is something you've got coming up. You're going to be playing Gretchen Carlson in Jay Roach's uh, Fair and Balanced. I may. I have You may. Done, yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I, I shouldn't even get into huh? that. Then I shouldn't even get into that. Um, I, you, you can get into it. Well, just, if, if you will. take the role. Yeah. I probably uh, Well, I'm just in the midst of trying to um, grapple with my life and my children and my husband. And I love Jay. I've yeah. just sort of recently kind of been talking to him and Mm -hmm. and feel very attached already um and also just to be able to be alongside uh it's only a small role so but be alongside Charlize and Margot would be would be fantastic well what's interesting to me I mean Gretchen was the first to come forward with allegations of sexual harassment against Roger Ailes and then emboldened many more to come forward uh you know that's a very potent role in this climate Mm. so that's what I wanted to ask you about there's just Mm. thoughts on that that I just jump in and, <laughs> um, yeah, which I think is relevant, yeah. you know, to be part of a time and part of a movement and part of um, um, something that's, that's a, that stands for something and is about something is is kind of irresistible. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so <clears throat> if my if I can juggle my family life with it, um, then. I'm all in, you know. Yeah. But uh, that is always the struggle for me is juggling the two. Yeah. <laughs> what have you seen here at the festival? I've seen um, First Man. Um, what did you think of that? Yeah, I was so moved. I cried. Yeah. I mean, I came out sort of emotionally shaken. Yeah, and me I, too. I wanted to go home suddenly. <laughs> I was like, what is, what am I doing? <laughs> um, because those moments when he's on the moon looking around, I mean, I just couldn't believe that. I was yeah. so gutted and. And emotion, and there's the cost of greatness. Yeah. Um, and so the 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 ideas that Damien has 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 grappled with and achieved in that film. I, I mean, it was sort of one minute you're sitting there, and then it's like it goes in and grabs you in a place, and you're like, "Where am I? How did he get me here?" Mm-hmm. But I'm now crying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now so moved. I'm now um, questioning. Um, whether any of this is worth it, what am I, you know, so there's so many um, things that he um, tapped into there. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad to be able to see that. I tell him that it pisses me off. He's so talented. Yeah. He's 33 years old. How old is he? 33. Oh, bummer, yeah. Right? Great. He he makes a lot of films. I mean, I think he's going to make a lot, right? He's very hungry and, and, um, He's 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 in there. Yeah. So we'll be the recipient of some great works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, of course, Yorgos's film, The Favorite. Yeah. What did you morning. think of that? I got up at nine a.m. I was like completely spellbound. Did you feel a hand of Kubrick in there? Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. Which Yorgos probably rolls his eyes. Does he? But he, no, no, he loves he loves Stanley. So, 
But I also felt totally original too, you know, and um, Tony McNamara is Australian, so Yorgos and um, Tony are a very, it's a fantastic combination. Um, the performances that was great. were amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And the imagery and the boldness and the humour and the... Um, so it was just what a wild ride, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I almost, almost saw Roma, but um, I'm here with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Gosh, <laughs> that's a masterpiece. I don't know if so, the podcast uh, is a masterpiece. That's in my future. But... <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, but two, I've not been at a film festival ever and seen a film um, besides, you know, sitting through something that I was in. Yeah. Um, so that's a first for me. This festival is a first for me and to actually sit through other films is a first for me I hope which you come is back. so good and what a great way to see it with all oh no no hold on i was on the jury in Cannes where i mm. saw which was that was the gig that was the gig <laughs> yeah. but that's a really good gig yeah that's a film school gig you get yeah. to sit there at 7 a.m and then <laughs> right. you go yep now 11 a.m and now i get to sit around a table with some of the greatest filmmakers and talk yeah and discuss come on that's awesome yeah well these movies are destroyer and boy erased they'll be out in the fall nicole is wonderful in both of them you should go see them nicole kidman thank you so much for coming on my show thank i really appreciate it thank enjoy you. the rest of the festival thanks for coming to not my house but <laughs> i'm willing to hang out my longer. house for the for two days <laughs> thank you again thanks